The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. on the viewpoint hello 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 we are back we are live on a just a reminder at 2030 we are talking things labor again so important this day is if ever you have been injured at work or you are currently not at work because of a work related injury the conversation is on at 20.30 with Ndabiseng Dubazana, director and attorney at Dubazana Attorneys, talking to us about effectively the work of the compensation fund and your rights, really, in terms of labor law and maybe, if appropriate, civil law. For now, though, let's take a conversation, or rather, let's have a conversation on tips from a female entrepreneur on how to get a seat at the table and secure business from big business. Uh-huh. In other words, the art of networking, schmoozing, but essentially, in corporate terms, it is business development. And the question is, how is that done? Often se- often easier said than done. So somebody who's done it and continues to do it is Connie Matlejwane. This is Connie, I... I, I hope I was able to pronounce that correctly. And if I haven't, I would appreciate you correcting me. Otherwise, for now, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Sonyezu, and good evening to your listeners. No, that's perfect. Matejwane is my surname. Thank you so much, Siskoni. Okay, first things first. What are we talking about when we're saying tips from a female entrepreneur on how to get a seat at the table and secure business from big business? I suppose the most appropriate question is, share with us your experiences and what was nagging for you and how you were able to overcome the inherent challenges in just being a small player, trying to play with the big boys, as it is called in business. But more than that, developing from being a small business to being a medium business to ultimately also playing with big business. Um, I think it was just a must from the beginning because um, I'm in the branding space so we do promotional products, we do mm-hmm. corporate, corporate gifting. So the only way you can see a difference in the bottom line is if you are servicing the corporate client. So from day one, it has been us knocking on big business doors to get business there because that's the that's our target market from the from the way it go. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not easy in the beginning because um, as you can imagine, branding it's your working advertisement as a brand. So you wouldn't want anyone to just do your branding. You you have to have a relationship with the supplier. You need to, so people are comfortable with doing business with people that have known forever. So for us to come in and say, here we are, we are in branding space, we are in the promotional industry and we want to do business with you. Um, it was not easy in the beginning, but um, as, you, as you do more work, as you take those small jobs, from either it's your individual client or a fellow small business like ourselves um, and you showcase the work that we've done that this is our experience and this is what we can do for your business as well Um, and slowly it started to make a difference and um, the the more you throw your net into the into the ocean um, slowly but surely we have now established a brand that is a trustworthy brand and we are doing business with uh, with big businesses. 
Let's talk about the initial overtures from a small business, generally speaking, one would need to have in place before they can make, rather, okay, let me ask the question. What must one have in place first before they start courting a business from which they are seeking business? I'm thinking typically in the construction industry now where you can have um, subcontracting. So if you are a carpenter, for instance, and you've got a small business and they are now doing the stuff that really is the final bits before the key is handed over, what do you as that small business do? I know you're talking about branding, but I mean, if you're going to be doing corporate branding for these proper blue chip companies, what must be in place from your end so that by the time you are engaging your potential clients, if they ask for something, it's there. How do you even make uh, these overtures? Um, so you first need to have suppliers in place because if if you can't go selling something that you do not have. So the first thing that you need to do is to make sure that you have suppliers in place and reliable suppliers at that. But most importantly, what I found, and that was a stumbling block for us, is that you need to have money because um, corporate um, and the government, they work with purchase orders. So if they send you that purchase order, you need to be able to service it and service it as quickly as possible. So you need to have money or you need to have funding partners in place to know that if I get this business, I'll be able to do it. You also need to have the, the equipment. You need to be set up. You can't not have the internet connection, for example. You cannot not have... Um, the means to to deliver if you you need to deliver. So you need to have either a delivery service in place or you need to have your own in-house delivery service in. So you need to have um, those little things in place before you can even start to want to do it. So I'll say processes are very important. You need to have the processes in place to know that this is how we start and this is how we end. And all those steps you need to have be, to be prepared for them so capital i think it's very important i suppose this really talks about building i mean never mind having your ducks in a row but it also ties in at some point with building a track record because whatever you say to your prospective clients they would want somebody to corroborate that and i suppose that's when previous experience and the experiences especially of somebody else who has experienced your service can come really into play because there's a lot of word of mouth out there. Talk to us about building a track record and making sure that you've got good references. Um, I think it starts with, because not all of us start as being um, entrepreneurs. I started in the, um, I was in the gaming industry, in the marketing um, space for about 15 years before I started my business. So if you look back at that, the track record that I built from the corporate place when I was still an employee myself, um, how I performed and how I delivered and how I conducted myself even as a person, it comes into play, especially as a small business, because you are the brand when you are starting out. So people need to, to, it either know you or have a reference about you. So if you have not done any work, but you have um, the reference from your previous employment or from other partnership that you had in the past, that also come in very handy. Um, with us as well, I think we were fortunate enough to be in the um, um, 
enterprise development program with one of the of the big companies and um it was we had a lot of networking opportunities there and also to be associated with them it it gave credibility to the to the brand so yeah i would say as a person if you're starting out and you are the only person yourself you need to have built that track record with people that we have dealt with in the past and it has to be in a good way in a way that they can they can trust you as a person and in turn then they can trust in what you are trying to build and support it let's talk about having audience with big business or your prospective clients you've got your track record in place you are confident that what you say to them can be corroborated by somebody else out there. And you've got the necessary supplies that if you walk out of that meeting having signed the contract, for instance, you will be able to meet whatever your obligations and dues are. But I think a critical ingredient becomes personality. Are you personable? Are you somebody that these people you are courting can do business with? want to do business with and can recommend going forward to other people at their level in big business, how important is just control of self, management of self for the purposes of building and maintaining relationships? Now, we are looking at the non-corporate features of business, the personality, the person behind the brand. Yeah, um, I think, you know, um, and we're living in in dangerous times now where um, people tend to just do or say things that are outrageous because it will either create um, engagement with them on the social media space or wherever it is that people have an audience. Um, I think it's very important for one to guard how you behave in 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 public and also how how you behave in 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 spaces where you think you have your your people that you are that you are close with um i think also you need to be as a person you need to start to have principles and values that you can stand by so you i don't think people can trust someone who yesterday they had this view and then today they're changing it into something else um so i think it's it's very important to watch what you engage on and also how you engage in those spaces because um you you don't know what is going to happen tomorrow so people want to work with someone that they know that this is a person of integrity and this is a person that stands by what they say and also that their values align with what we are trying to create um so as a business or even if you want to go into partnership as a person you can't just go into a partnership with anyone it has to be someone whose values align with yours so it's it's very critical how you manage yourself it's very critical how you conduct yourself as well could you share with us perspectives or experiences that would be nuanced? In other words, things that I, as a man in your position, pursuing big business, probably wouldn't even have to think about or consider, but became your experience or became things that you discovered and you were equally just naive to possibly, or worse yet, things that you know come with the territory of being female and looking for business from big business. In other words, things that are female-based dynamics, whatever that might mean. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate in a sense that um, our business is not um, gender 
um, oriented in in that it's whether you are a female or you are a male in in the space you can you can have an issue with. Uh, but I will tell you the one thing that that made me see that really people do focus on things. I'm at, the business has been operating now for for this is our fifth year, and this year early we we had a client that it was a first time client that we sent out our our quotation to. And he called me to say he, he was trying to get hold of us because our quotation did not have um our quotation did not have the contact details on it. Because you know you think when you send out a quotation you send with your email signature so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's something that he picked up and that is something that it, it was important for him because he said um I got a little bit frustrated because I wanted to call you quickly but I could not see um any of that on the on the quotation that they just forwarded to me on WhatsApp. So you know there are things like that that you might not even think that it is an issue but then it can become an issue. Um and also because our our space like i'm saying most people they they don't really um have a branding business it's like anyone can do branding so when there's a tender for branding you'll see anyone thinks that i can i can tender for this i can do it because it's just an easy business but i i i got to find that it it really is not that you really really need to know and understand the space that you were in because to me when i started out um you know a promotional a promotional mug a promotional, a promotional water bottle is just that you don't think that it's um, it there is things that are that are deeper into that so when i started with the business i found that there were there were a lot of things that i needed to learn in business because i think sometimes you take it for granted when you go into the space i mean i'm a marketing professional i know how these things work but when you go into those spaces you really really have to to study the industry before you even go into it you have to study the industry study the trends study the the competition study the the colleagues because we call ourselves colleagues in the business study the suppliers and and things like that so yeah i think when i when i first started i, I kind of took it for granted that no i understand the products but there is there is more there's a whole lot more that goes into it uh, orange is not just orange in the in the branding space you'll f- learn to find that there's actually 1000 oranges that are there and and for you to have to know the right orange for this client it's something that you have to know um because they expect you to know it as an expert so there's a lot of things that we take for granted um but you really really need to understand your industry and i think that's one thing that i just i just jumped in and thought it's just as easy as a branding you know what i mean mm. Let, let's talk about the challenges because you've already made reference to that and you certainly speak as somebody who's very much in tune with the industry talking about the fact that you need to engage your competition how much particularly in the branding and signage space has social media taken away from your plate in other words companies are willing and more ready to invest in social media based marketing because it's immediate and it has access to all potential clients and not necessarily potential clients but it has access to people in other words what is still a core feature of non-social media based marketing and branding that has value outside what is still an important platform social media at large 
Um, I mean, you can't you you can't take um, you, it. Social media is not tangible, um, and promotional products are tangible. Um, also, with with social media, I mean, um, there there is those people that watch the social media space, but there's a whole lot more people that will you they will meet up with you. So if you have a branded T-shirt on you are likely to meet a whole lot of people than that you would probably see on that people will see on social media. So the the promotional products as um, they have the advantage of tangibility. Um, it's something that you can use. If I give you a branded pen today, it's not just the logo on a pen. You can use the pen to write with. If I give you today a flask, it's not just a flask. It has your brand on it, yes, but it you can use it. So I think the tangibility of promotional products, it they will always be there. Um, if you have an event and you walk in there, you need to see banners up for you to be able to see what's going on. So um, the social media has taken a bit, but um, I, I don't think it has taken a whole lot more in terms of the tangibility of the promotional products. So there's still a, a huge demand for promotional products. And also how they, they how the trends changes in promotional products. I mean, people used to complain about um, that they're only getting power bank, but I think the ranges are getting, are, are getting larger and larger. There is a whole lot more of new promotional products that comes up every year and things that you are able to use. So yeah, it has taken a bit, but the promotional products, it still has a huge, 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 huge market and potential. Let's talk about beyond that. After the service has been rendered, rendered final question, how do you make sure you get feedback? Feedback, I've done the job well, I've done the job poorly, I could have improved, but sufficiently satisfactory. In other words, how, if you have been successful, do you ensure you get another contract, let's call it that, or if you were not so successful, how do you ensure you maintain the trust or be in a position yet again to improve on the services rendered? Final question. Um, with we with us, we have the we the feedback. It's the it's the last step in our sales process. So once we we've made we make our delivery. We, we talk to the customers to find out, are you happy with the products? Yes. Are you happy for us to promote the, the products that we've done for you? Because as a small business, for you to know that we do branding, you have to advertise on our social media, on our website, or wherever it is that we, we advertise. So that step of us finding out if we can use your products to, to promote, that's where we get the feedback from. And if someone says, "Yeah, happy, I'm very happy," you can go, you can go ahead and post my products. We we know that we've done a good job. Um, if there is something that was missing, or if there was something that they were not happy with, which likely we have not had to deal with, um, they would also tell us that, "Okay, this time we did this type of branding. I think next time let's not do the the embroidery. Let's try the the screen printing and see how that looks." So we we always make sure that we get feedback in that sense because everything that you see on our social media, we 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 find out from the clients if they are okay for us to use them. So that's that's how we that's how we get our feedback. I mean, improvement is an everyday thing. Sometimes you might 
think that the client is happy. The client might be happy, I mean to say. The client might, might be happy, but if we see on our side that maybe that we could have done it this way, then we make sure that with the next one, we we change how we've done things. And we've seen with the repeat business that we are getting from um, these corporate clients that it it means we are on the right track and they are they are they're graceful enough to to guide us even in in other areas which is which is very cool well let's leave it there thank you so much for your insights we certainly hope that crm enterprises continues to grow from strength to strength and the fact that your business is involved among other things in corporate gifting promotional products ppe as well as branding and signage solutions becomes in time if not very very soon one of the big businesses and then we can invite you back again to talk to us about as a big business our obligations to small business thank you so much Connie Matejwane for your time thank you so much I really appreciate the time 2127 folks that's the conversation and I take the time to remind you again now we are calling especially for voice notes workplace injuries if not for voice notes call us please because my next guest Ndabiseng Dubazana director and attorney at Dubazana attorneys will be on the line to talk to us about injuries at work and the object of compensation fund ultimately so we're talking about COIDA labor relations act employment equity to a lesser extent and certainly basic conditions of employment because sometimes it's not the sometimes it's when basic conditions of the workplace are not met that creates these risks in the workplace so your thoughts your views your calls your questions your comments workplace workplace injuries or worst case scenario death let's have a conversation of course this might get personal from time to time so we will try with the necessary sensitivities to engage your matter 2128 after the break and w is on the line with your calls comments and we'll play all the voice notes